0: good morning my friend i hope you're doing well it is saturday december 31st 2022 hard to believe it's new year's eve we've made it another trip around the sun for a whole nother year we've had a conversation with each other every single day for the last year and i'm just so grateful to have this opportunity to talk with you and spend some time with you lisa and i and Ty ty are incredibly grateful for the way that this community has developed around the podcast and around my writing if you're not getting the newsletter please get over to substack dr lee Com, and just sign up your email uh, address and it's free you get the self-brain surgery letter that comes out every sunday i have been writing every week since 2014 is really where we put the thoughts on paper. It, it, those ideas become the ideas that we write books about, and, and the podcast kind of revolves around the newsletter. So if you're not getting that, if you're, if you're only connected to the podcast, you're missing out on an important part of this community. But we are so glad that you are here today and listening. I've had downloads in 80 countries last month. So wherever you are in the world, we are grateful to be connected to you. We'd love to hear from you, Dr. Lee Warren. Lee at com is my email address that comes to me. Lisa and I try to reply to everyone. We don't probably get to them as quickly as we used to because a lot of people write in. And if we miss you and, and you write something and we don't write you back, please hit us back again in a week or two because we really try to respond to every email. So once in a while, one will slip through the cracks or get sent into spam or something. So if you need to get in touch with us, please, Lee at drleewarren.com, or you can leave us a voicemail, speakpipe.com slash drleewarren. We'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you're thinking about for next year. You know we don't we don't really talk about New Year's resolutions very much. I, I'm not a big fan, especially since eighty five percent of New Year's resolutions are cast aside and and completely forgotten about by mid January. <laughs> the statistic holds up every year, so New Year's resolutions aren't really my thing. So today, since it's New Year's Eve, I want to give you some different ideas. You know, we're going to talk about systems versus resolutions, rising versus falling, feelings versus facts, fear versus reason. Bible study and prayer and the idea of liturgy. So there's a few things we're going to cover here on Self Brain Surgery Saturday today. It's the last time I get to talk to you for this year, okay? So if I get hit by a bus today and I don't ever get to do this again, I want to leave you with these ideas that so, some ideas that can help you change your mind and change your life for 2023. I believe God has a plan. I believe that this scripture, Luke 4, when Jesus said, I came to announce the year of the Lord's favor. I believe he wants to give you a year of his favor. And that doesn't mean he's going to shower you with material things and make all your illnesses go away, make your trick knees stop hurting. He might do those things. But what he means is, I want to give you a year of seeing what it looks like when you were in line with me, when you were drinking of the water that I give you that doesn't make you thirsty ever again. When you're eating at the table of stuff that I want to give you, the bread of life that never you never feel hungry again. I want to give you a new way of seeing the world. I want to give you a new way of the handling the hardship and adversity that comes along, a new ability to be resilient and untouchable and happier no matter what happens. That's what I think the year of the Lord's favor is about how to walk with Him in a way that lines your brain up with with understanding that you're in control of your thought life and thoughts become things. The things you think about become the things that you do and walk out and work out in your life. And so that's what we're going to get after today for just a few minutes on Self-Brain Surgery Saturday. And I hope that you're having a great day off with your family and that you listen to this some other time. And if you're busy today doing things with your family and you don't hear this for a few days, I think it still holds up as a kind of a New Year's reset for things you can think about for next year. And the biggest idea. That I want to get across to you, my friend, is that you can't change your life until you change your mind. And Lisa is going to tell us for the last time in 2022, the end of season six of the podcast here, episode 112 of season six. Tomorrow will be season seven. And Lisa is going to tell us the good news is that we can start today. Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery to get it done, if you like the show, Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. Okay, so I just told you I'm not a big fan of New Year's resolutions. So let me give you what I am a big fan of. I believe that rather than having a bunch of goals, and a bunch of ideas that you write down on paper and say, I'm gonna, you know, lose forty pounds and get in shape and do all these things, I I want you to do those things, but I want you to think about it in a different way, instead of just setting a goal and then wondering why nothing ever changes. The idea of systems versus resolutions, rising versus falling, there's there's two authors that I've read that gave me these concepts. I've used them in tons of public speaking engagements. I've talked to football teams and high school seniors, and, and I've talked to lots of people about these two ideas, and I think they're game changers. so I'm just going to give them to you now. James Clear, in his amazing book, Atomic Habits, and I've told you about that book before, just a whole bunch of bite-sized nuggets of wisdom, so it's just not, it's not spiritual, but it sort of is in a way, but but it's just practical. Like these, these are just wisdom ideas, okay? James Clear, wrote, you do not rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. You don't rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. In other words, if you hear on January or on December 31st, if you say, I'm going to lose 40 pounds next year. And you don't build a system around getting to that place, then what's going to happen is you're going to get up tomorrow and you're going to reflexively reach into the cabinet and grab that donut and drink that, you know, 2,000 calorie vanilla latte or peppermint mocha frappuccino or whatever. And you're going to finish the day and you're going to go, gosh, I took in 1,200 calories more than I burned off. That's not a good way to lose weight right so because you didn't change anything about your system you just you set a goal but you didn't build a system around achieving that goal okay rather um rob hatch and a friend of ours he wrote a book one time called uh, put success in your way and the idea was like if if you want to develop a habit of working out more right if you want to make it a habit to, to get in the gym first thing every morning then instead of putting your House shoes by the bed. Put your workout clothes on your running shoes next to the bed. So when you wake up in the morning, you put your feet on the ground. You they land on your running shoes. So you just get out of bed, put on your workout clothes, and before you even get out of your bedroom to get that cup of coffee, you've got on the clothes that will remind you that you are supposed to go for a run in a little while, or go down to the gym, or or do whatever. So so you put success in your way, right? If you want to read your Bible every day, then maybe set it by the coffee pot. Where, when you get up the next morning, you go to get your cup of coffee, the Bible's sitting there, and you remember, hey, I, I want to read my Bible this morning. First thing, right? You, you build a system around helping you accomplish the goal. You don't just wander into the year hoping that you can somehow rise to this goal that you've set, this lofty goal. I'm going to write a bestseller, right? Well, you need to learn how to write first, right? Build a system around doing those things because you don't rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. And then, similarly, Chris Voss wrote in his book "Never Split the Difference," was one of my favorite books. It's about he, Chris Voss was an FBI hostage negotiator, and he wrote this great book about how to negotiate, how to how to negotiate without compromising, or without losing, basically. And he wrote, you do not rise to the occasion when the pressure is on. You fall to the level of your preparation. So I always talk to, my, I used to go to Natrona the, um, the County and we were in Casper and then into Great, and then to uh, North Platte High School. Um, here in North Platte and talk to the football teams. And when Vince Genitone, our good friend, was playing, now he's at the University of Montana, but I would go and they would invite me and I'd speak to the football teams and try to inspire them and help them you know, get their heads on straight before they go into a season or deal with a big upcoming game. And I would say, listen, you don't become some superstar Tom Brady football player when the ball is snapped. That's not when you become – The superstar, you become the person who can make that play on the practice field and in the film room and in your in your six inch battlefield of your mind. You become a person who succeeds on the field by becoming a person who prepares really well. The team that generally wins is the team that has repped and practiced and studied and prepared the most. Right, just like in all of life, you you don't become some superstar brain surgeon in the OR when something bad happens, you become a really good, safe, capable surgeon by doing thousands and thousands and thousands of surgeries and having a good plan for that procedure and having a a, a preparation, a sort of discipline of how you get to be able to rise to a moment when something's hard. You don't just become somebody new when the pressure's on. So, Chris Voss's statement. You don't rise to the occasion when the pressure's on you fall to your preparation. That complements James Clear's idea. You don't rise to your goals. You fall to your systems, right? So put success in your way. So if we're going to finish out this year. Just keep that idea. Systems are better than resolutions. So if you're going to set a resolution for next year, make it, I'm going to build some better systems in my life to help me succeed when the pressure's on. I'm going I'm to try to think through today some things I could do differently for next year, if you want to journal more, put a journal next to your bed, right? Don't, don't just try to remember sometime during the day to go find a pen and paper and journal a little bit. Actually put something in your way so you'll be more likely to be successful. All right. Second, if you want to have an amazing 2023 and you want to finally clear the fog out of your mind and stop being led around by your emotions... And if if that's you, you know who you are. I don't have to, to talk for 20 minutes about what that means. If you have a problem of feeling something and thinking you have to react to it, then you need to learn this important lesson. Feelings are not facts that is self brain surgery tip number one by the way if you're keeping track feelings are not facts my psychiatry pre- professor in medical school the late dr gordon Deckert, he always said feelings are not facts and fantasies are not acts so just because you think of something doesn't mean you can do it or doesn't mean you did it okay and just because you feel something doesn't mean it's true it's a chemical storm in your brain so when your brain tells you she doesn't love me nobody respects me i'll never do this i shouldn't have done you know I, i'm always a loser i'm never going to be able to xyz you need to interrupt that thought process biopsy it study it determine if it's true and take action based on your ability to selectively pay attention to what you want in your brain god gave you that incredible ability to stop reacting to feelings and instead respond with intellect and reason Okay, Gordon Livingston, the late Gordon Livingston, the psychiatrist who I had on the podcast uh, a long time ago, was a great writer, wrote um, some unbelievable books. One was one of my favorite books that he wrote was called Too Soon Old, Too Late Smart, (laughs) just a little book of wisdom. But Gordon Deckert said, you are what you do, not what you say or what you feel. You are what you do. And so, friend. If you want to be more successful at whatever it is you want to put your mind on for 2023, you need to do better things. Tony Robbins, the motivational speaker, always used to say, if you want to feel better, do better. Like, make better decisions and do better things. So how do we do that? We build better systems, right? Feelings aren't facts, and systems are better than resolutions. Third thing, fear versus reason. I'm always giving you scripture. I think scripture is great because that's how the Holy Spirit reminds you of truth. You put scripture in your heart. God says, my word never goes out empty. It always accomplishes its purpose. And you put scripture as sort of a prehab because you're going to run into hard things. So you're going to have massive things and hard things in your life. That's what my whole new book is about. Hope is the first dose. And the treatment plan is to start by recognizing that since you know hard things are coming, you need to prehab your heart and your brain and put some good things in there so you have some ammunition to shoot at those problems when they arise, right? And Bible study for me is one of those things. That scripture, I think, is super helpful. Well, I've never talked to you about, there's, there's seven books called the Apocrypha. These are books that were not included in the Protestant Bibles, and most of the Bibles that you read don't include these books, and there's lots of reasons for that. And we're gonna have a conversation actually with Joel Miller on the podcast in a few weeks to talk about these books and why they haven't been included in most Bibles and what their value is and all of that. And most Protestant Christians haven't read these books, but but there's a book called The Wisdom of Solomon. It's one of these apocryphal books, and it's basically just like another book of Proverbs. It's, it's a wisdom book, and it's a book about uh, how to be more wise and to go through some some ideas of understanding uh, the difference between fear and reason. And there's a great line in Wisdom of Solomon 17, 11, and 12. I had never read it until recently, and I found it because of Joel Miller's podcast, which is called Bad Books of the Bible. It's a great podcast, and we're going to talk about it with him on the show in a few weeks. But Wisdom of Solomon 17, 11, and 12 says this. And the language is kind of old, okay? It's sort of a King James uh, era translation. So but stay with me for a second. Here's what Wisdom of Solomon seventeen eleven and 12 says about the difference between fear and reason. Here's what he says. For wickedness, condemned by her own witness, is very timorous, and being pressed with conscience always forecasts grievous things. Now, break that down for a second. When wickedness is condemned by her own witness, so when when you do something that you ought not to be doing or you're not happy or proud about having done, your conscience comes along and says, hey, you ought not to have done that, right? And then you have a choice. You can either listen to the Holy Spirit in your conscience and let him lead you into better decision making, or you can let wickedness, as he calls it, sin or pride or guilt or shame or whatever, rise up and condemn you by your own actions. And so the Holy Spirit will never shame you. Okay. The Holy Spirit will never say, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. That's so disgusting. You, why do you do? Why do you always do that? You're terrible. You're never going to be okay. That's not the Holy Spirit. If you hear that voice, that's your brain and your enemy condemning you. Wickedness condemned by her own witness is timorous. And she'll, when being pressed with conscience will forecast grievous things for you. So if you're hearing a voice, friend, that says you're terrible. This is never going to be okay. Yesterday is going to tomorrow is going to feel just like yesterday did because nothing ever changes for you. It's too hard. You're always overlooked. You might as well just give up. Go ahead and drink that because you're like you're a loser anyway, and you'll never be you'll never be sober, and you'll never be debt free, and you'll never be out of this problem, and you'll never win her back. All if you're hearing that kind of thing, okay. That's wickedness condemned by her own witness, being timorous and pressing when pressed with conscience, forecasting grievous things for you. And then the second verse, wisdom of Solomon seventeen twelve says this, for fear is nothing else, but a betraying of the suckers, which reason offereth. Okay. Let's break that down again. The language is old, so it's hard to Press through, but it's worth it. For fear is nothing else but a betraying of the suckers which reason offers. Now, let's, let's unpack that. What sucker mean? Sucker is an old verb. We don't use it very much, but it basically means something or someone that comes along to offer help in a time of need. Okay? You can sort of think of the idea of, of nursing or being fed or being rescued or being saved or being drawn into an embrace when you're scared and cold. And somebody comes along with a blanket and a warm fire. That That's sucker. That, that's this comfort and aid when you're in trouble, but rendering help when you're in need. So go back and look at this verse. For fear is nothing else but a betraying of the suckers which reason offers. So reason Wisdom, thinking, getting your brain engaged, stopping the fear train, getting out of that neurochemical storm of fear and reacting to those chemical events and saying, wait a minute, time out. I'm going to use my brain here. I'm going to biopsy my thought. I'm going to get my brain reengaged. Reason offers sucker for fear. Reason offers comfort and aid when you're on that catastrophization crazy train. So this Wisdom of Solomon verse, wickedness condemned by our own witness is very timorous and being pressed with conscience always forecasts grievous things. So when you're hearing that grievous train of thinking, let the Holy Spirit say, wait, hold on, friend. I gave you a frontal lobe. I gave you a brain that can break this down and I'm gonna remind you of truth that you've put into your heart before when you read these scriptures and I gave you some great things to listen to and read and think about. And now I just wanna give you some comfort by allowing you to reason with me through this. And Isaiah, God says in Isaiah chapter one, come now, let us reason together. Though your sins were scarlet, I have made them white as snow. Let's, another version says, come now, let's settle this matter. So friend, if you're feeling guilty and ashamed and lost and hopeless, God says, hey, let's settle this. I've already taken care of that. Just get your reason, re-engage your reason. There's great comfort to be found in learning how, to think about your thinking. So if you're going to make a new system for this year, let's let it be that we engage reason over fear. Let's better, build better systems instead of trying to have resolutions. Let's, let's build better preparedness instead of goal setting, okay? And let's remember that feelings are not facts. And let's let's study the Bible more, okay? If we're going to say reason helps succor us in times of fear, I think putting Scripture in our heart is helpful. So I'm going to give you some Bible study plans, okay? Maybe you're not a person that's read the Bible a lot. Maybe you are. And Lisa and I many times have led our people through year-long reads through the whole Bible. Even two years we did the whole Bible in 90 days. But this year, instead of trying to read the whole Bible, I'm going to take a different approach. There's a book called The Joshua Code by O.S. Hawkins. It's The Joshua Code, 52 Scriptures That Every Believer Should Know. 52 Scripture Verses Every Believer Should Know. And he does this thing where it's just one chapter a week. The book is 52 chapters, and each chapter is one verse, little verse that you can memorize. Chapter 1 for January 1st for tomorrow is, "'In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth.'" And he teaches you this idea that Eugene Peterson called Lectio Divina, which means sort of eating scripture, chewing on scripture, grabbing a verse and just gnawing on it and chewing on it and sucking on it. Like the, the, the idea is like like you're eating a rib, right? You're, you're sucking the marrow out and you're trying to get everything there is to be had out of that verse. Like God chose to put those words in the Bible and you're going to eat on them until you get all of it, until you bury it in your heart. And then what will happen is that reason will come back to you. When you need that verse, it'll come roaring back to you. The Holy Spirit will remind you of it, and it'll give you some juice and some power to get through the the moment that you're in, right? So this book, The Joshua Code, 52 Scripture Verses Every Believer Should Know. We're going to read it. We're going to spend a year memorizing 52 verses, and then that'll give you 52 bullets to shoot at the enemy, to shoot at fear, to shoot at complacency, to shoot at your habits, to shoot at your pain points. Whatever it is, you'll have 52 verses that you can memorize, and you can, friend. You've got a big enough brain that you can memorize 52 Bible verses, and that will be helpful to you. So just, if you're not a person who has read or memorized a lot of Scripture, just just trust your old friend, the brain surgeon, here. And let's just try it together. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to the book, and let's just read it together, okay? The Year of Eating Scripture and Memorizing It. But we're also going to do two U version Bible studies, okay? There's one that's seven days long. It starts tomorrow, or starts on the second Monday. Tommy and Robin Walker... My great friend, Tommy Walker, that you hear on the podcast all the time, he and his wife wrote a devotional around seven old hymns. And so it's a story of the hymn and what you can learn from it. And then Tommy and his band released an album last year, Generation Hymns 3, that basically brought to life some of these old hymns with some modern choruses. And just a wonderful, I've shared it with you before, just wonderful, wonderful old group of hymns that are very helpful. So we're going to finish this episode actually with Holy, 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 Tommy's version of Holy, 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 because I can't think of a better way to go into a new year than by trying to consecrate ourselves to being more holy and make better decisions and committing less sin. And, and this just generally trying to be better every day, and we're going to use that song Holy, Holy, Holy kind of as a way to go out of this year and into the next year with a good mindset, right? Well, they did a Bible study. Tommy and Robin did a Bible study, and you can start it with us. I'm going to put a link in the show notes, and if you want to do it with me and Lisa and Tommy and Robin and lots of other people around the world, you can click on this link and sign up for Bible Gateway, or I'm sorry, the Bible app, U version. Bible app. It's free. You can download it on your phone. There's no charge, nothing to buy. Just just click, sign up, and you'll get to read this plan over seven days with us. You can actually follow each other. It's like a little social network in the Bible app, and we can all comment and learn from each other, and that'll be seven days of getting the year off by looking at some old hymns and how they can help us to study the Word and have little joy and hope and promise and purpose and it's just it's wonderful. So we're going to do that. The other study is a year long. So it'll be part of what you do every day. The the 52 verses that OS Hawkins has, they're not going to take you very long each day. It's not enough to just have that as your only Bible study because you need a few minutes in the word every morning. And this other study is from the Bible Project, which is a ministry that Lisa and I support. And We support that uh, ministry because we think it's very valuable, and they basically are are committed to bringing the Bible to life for a new generation. And so the Bible Project um, has a Bible study that's 52 weeks long. It's a whole year. One story that leads to Jesus. So it's for a whole year. They're going to show you. All the different ways that the Bible comes together to tell the story that lands on Jesus about how you what the hope of our whole life is all about. So this study is a year long. It's a little bit each day. It just take you a few minutes every day. And if you want to do that one with me and Lisa, it starts uh, we're going to start on Monday, January second, and it's the that link will be in the show notes, and you can click on that. And again, do this study with us, so you can spend a little bit of time each day for the whole year. I'm sorry, it starts on January 1st. That one actually starts tomorrow. You can start whenever you want, but we're going to start it tomorrow. And it's the whole year, and you can study with us. And so those are the three things we're going to do this year. Instead of trying to read the entire Bible, we're going to spend more time memorizing parts of Scripture with O.S. Hawkins' book, The Joshua Code. We're going to spend seven days using music and song to help us look towards the Bible and towards the Lord more clearly with Tommy and Robin Walker with the Generation Hymn Stories Bible Plan. And then we're going to do a year-long study from Bible Project, One Story That Leads to Jesus. So those are three things that you can do with us. I'm going to end the episode, like I said, with holy, 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 because I don't think there's a better way to enter a new year than by systematically trying to increase personal holiness in our lives. So incremental change happens when we set our intentions and follow through. One of the Peloton instructors, Selena Samuela, always says that. Set your intention and follow through. For the next three minutes, set your speed at this and your incline at that and just do it for three minutes. Don't quit. Set your intention and follow through. So I want to give you a challenge, friend, to set some intentions for next year. Not goals, not resolutions, but set some intentions on how you're going to build these systems. James Clear says a thing in Atomic Habits that, that really landed on me. He says, 10-year dreams happen in five-minute action. So where do I want to be in 10 years? What can I do in the next five minutes to contribute to that outcome? So if you think about it that way, like if you say, I really want to finish 2023, you know, 20 pounds lighter and closer to God and with a better marriage and with my finances in better order and I don't want to drink anymore and all those things. If you if you have those set of things that you want to accomplish in a given year, what can you do in the next five minutes And in the five minutes after that, to contribute to that one-year dream, right? So I'm going to give you just this this idea today, 10-minute dream, one-year dream, one-month dream, whatever it is, happens in increments of five minutes. So how do we incrementally get better? We'll start with the idea of trying to be more holy, holy, holy. And finally, to help us rewire our brains and make new systems to achieve our goals and help God accomplish his new thing. Remember Isaiah 43, we've been talking about for two months, is see I'm doing a new thing. We want him to do the new thing in our life. We want to embrace the year of the Lord's favor in our lives. And one way I think you can do that is to focus on this idea that I learned from two books that Lisa and I read or reading, The Liturgy of the Ordinary by Tish Harrison Warren, and making every moment I'm sorry, and every moment holy. ...by Douglas McKelvey. These two books are both about the idea of liturgy, of taking everything in your life and making a prayer out of it, like putting up a Christmas tree or, or taking down a Christmas tree or making a ham sandwich for your kid or you know, getting ready to do a podcast or getting ready to go to the gym. Make that moment holy or take it and say, Lord... Thank you for this cup of coffee. And as I consume it and feel its warmth, help me to feel your warmth inside me. And and as I feel the caffeine making me more awake, help me to come alive in my spirit and become more like you. So see what I mean? Like every little action in your life, you can submit that to God and try to help him, try to give him the opportunity to use that moment to make you more holy, to make you more successful, to make you more um Submissive to his plan. And what's going to happen is you're going to take every moment of your life and approach it with prayer and meditation and you'll learn to consecrate yourself. And every Monday moment, every hard moment will start to become a little more understandable, a little more navigable because you'll see it in a bigger picture and you'll find purpose and meaning in those moments. So Douglas McKelvey said, new liturgies are written for ordinary events of daily life, which remind us that our lives are shot through with sacred purpose, even when, especially when we are too busy or too caught up in our busyness to notice. So Douglas McKelvey's book, Every Moment Holy, is just this idea about how to see every moment as being sacred. I'm going to open my guitar case. I'm going to say, God, let me me play a note here. And when I play that chord, help me to think about you. Help me to hear a song in my heart that's from you. Every moment, holy. Tish Harrison Warren said, in the overlooked moments and routines of our day, we can become aware of God's presence in surprising ways. How do we embrace the sacred and the ordinary and the ordinary and the sacred? That's her book, Liturgy of the Ordinary. So I'm going to put links in the show notes to those two books. If you want, you want to read something that will really change your life, then start thinking of every moment being holy and how to make a, a prayer out of everything that you encounter. So if you're going to do something different to build a new system for 2023, start putting everything in the form of a prayer. So think about this for a second. Let's say, for example, you wanted to get in better shape. What if you submitted every eating decision that you made in 2023 to prayer? Like, God, should I should I eat this or should I eat that? Should I take this bite? When is enough? How, how much should I have? Should I have that second helping, Lord? You know, Thank you for this food, and please help me to make sure that I'm using it in a way that honors you, that I'm not using too much or I'm not adding something to it that would be harmful to my body, the temple that you live in. Like, what if you took your food choices? What if you took your drink choices? What if you took your exercise choices and put them all and submitted them all to prayer and put them in front of him and said, hey, help me use this moment in a way that honors you and that you can use to bless me and help me grow. So what if we did that, friend? What if for 2023, you just decided to systematize your approach to bringing every moment into his command rich mullins had a song called hold me jesus and there's a line you've been king of my glory once you be my prince of peace and i heard it the other day and i thought i always make god the god of my morning i get up first thing and have coffee and jesus i spend some time with him i listen to worship music i do all that stuff but why don't i carry that idea with me all day long like do i take god into the boardroom do you take him into your business decisions Do you take him into the bedroom? Do you take him into the liquor store? Do you take him into the other places that you go, the the, the choices that you make? Do you take God with you there? He's king of your glory. Will he be your prince of peace? Is he God of your morning, but is he God of your evening too? Is he God of your recreation? Is he God of your gambling? Is he God of your internet? Is he the God of your... Text messages, right? So, can you bring? I'm about to send this text message because she made me really mad, and I'm going to tell her off right now. What if you submitted that to God? Like, God, before I send this, give me some direction here. Should I say this? Should I send this? What if you did that? I'm going to play this song, Rich Mullins, Hold Me Jesus, just to let you think about these things for a few minutes. Here's Rich Mullins.
1: But sometimes my life just don't make sense at all When the mountains look so big On oh, my faith just seems so small So hold me, Jesus Cause I'm shaking like Ailey, a leaf You have been king of my glory Won't you be my prince? Inside my soul, I swear there must be blisters on my heart. So, hold me, Jesus, i I'm shaking like a leaf. You have been king of my glory. not you be My prince of peace, you have been king of my glory. Won't you be my prince of
0: peace? Incredible song, right? You've been my. King of my glory, once you to be my prince of peace. So what if we put every moment, you, God, you've been the God of my morning. I'm, I'm good about giving you my first 15 minutes. Can I give you my last 15 minutes? Can you be the God in the boardroom? Can you be God in the auto shop? Can you be God in my relationship with my family, my my significant other? With the, Can you be God of this message or this email I'm about to send? Can you be God of this decision I'm about to make, this money that I'm about to spend? Should I make this investment or that one? Should I buy this or save that? What if we brought him into every moment? What if that was a system that you built for next year? Would that make an impact in your life? Just for 2023, friend, here's what I want. We're going to wrap this up. I want you to get about your day. For 2023, I want you to cast off the things that have held you back from Hebrews 12. And know that the great cloud of witnesses is cheering you on. And Lisa and Tata and me and Harvey and Lewis are part of that cloud of witnesses for you. We are cheering you on. We want this to be the year of the Lord's favor for you. We want you to forget about the former things and let him do a new thing. We want you to let him make a way where there has been no way, to bring streams in the wilderness, to to rise something up that you let dry up, to to water some field that you let something die in, and he can bring something new out of it. So for 2023, I want you to forget the former things. Let God do that new thing and experience the year of the Lord's favor and finally get out of your own way. I want to get my brain out of my own way, finally. Learn how to think about your thinking, okay? Change your mind, friend, and you'll change your life. You learn self-brain surgery, you will have a year like no year ever that you've ever had before. And Lisa and Tata and I want you to start today. Here's Tommy Walker, it's going to sing Holy, Holy, Holy. It'll take you into next year. I'll talk to you. It's going to be a year until I talk to you. <laughs> It'll be January 1st of 2023, Lord willing. If we're still here, we're going to have another conversation tomorrow and do a little little work together to try to get our minds on right for the next year. Join us in those two Bible studies. There's links in the show notes. Download or purchase O.S. Hawkins' book. You can get it on Amazon. You can probably get it at your local bookseller, but Amazon, you can get it instantly, and Read that Joshua code. Learn some scripture with us. And let's change our minds and change our lives. Let's make this year about being more holy, building some systems to help God be the God of our whole day and make every moment holy. God bless you, my friend. I pray that you have the most amazing year of your life coming up. But in order to do that, you need to start today.